You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Partido a Partido podcast, the English-speaking podcast about all things Atleti. Jo- joining me for another episode is Emmanuel. Uh, how are you doing, Emmanuel? Well, I'm doing good. They're not as good as Atleti, so just there. Well, it's it's not hard to be uh, doing as good as Atleti since they're not doing very well. Uh, I think many people have noticed that. So, um, yeah, uh, hopefully things get better for uh, both you and Atletico. Um, let's get right uh, into it. Uh, as much as we'd love uh, to pretend the Liverpool game never happened, uh, we're, we're just going to uh, discuss it. Uh, real quickly now. So, Emmanuel, please give us your thoughts about that game. Well, concerning the Liverpool game, I think it was a game which exposed so many of Aleti's flaws. To be honest, in the game, Aleti started the game quite well. That's the first minute of the game, say first two minutes, in which they had the ball, quick play, 
penalty until Liverpool's ball. They couldn't create something concrete. But apart from that, it was all Liverpool. And the same mistakes which have been happening since the beginning of the season kept on happening. And this time, the scapegoat was Felipe, who had an awful game and was shown a red card. That's after Liverpool were two goals up, which, in my opinion, shouldn't be a red card bad well. It was a red card. And that literally killed the game, given that Aleti just sat deep defending. And even though they had a chance with Hector Herrera, it didn't change much, but that red card killed the game. So in the home and away game against Liverpool, well, a red card has been the deciding factor. And coming back to that game, I think Salah had a very good game against playing against Carrasco, as it was the same when he had a very good opening 20 minutes playing against Carrasco at the Wanda. But... The difference in between both cases was the fact that he had a very good game. That means he played, enjoyed while playing the whole game against Carrasco. And as if you were the game in the wonder, he did not really have the whole game given Cholo kind of told Carrasco to be more focused on Salah. And Cholo's coaching on the touch line helped Carrasco improve in the game. But that's something we will discuss as the podcast goes on. But come back to this Liverpool game, is really bad. Result for Aleti, especially given that Porto picked up a point at this at San Siro. Uh, yeah, that that makes Atleti's position uh, very tough in the group. Um, the last two matches are absolutely crucial. Um, I I still believe the team uh, like can uh, can do it and can do it easily uh, as you know as much as. Uh, Atleti love to complicate things for themselves, but um, I think a win against AC Milan and uh, a draw against Porto that should be enough. Uh, since I, I I just don't see Porto uh, beating Liverpool at at Anfield. So um, yeah, um, I think uh, it's still very much in in Atletico's hands uh, to qualify. But, uh, you know, we need a massive improvement uh, in order to, uh, to make sure that happens. Um, so, yeah, uh, you talked about, uh, you know, uh, Felipe's performance in, in the Liverpool game. Uh, I mean, uh, I, 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 would, I would agree with you. The, the red card was very harsh and... Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't say the two goals are completely on him, but it, it was, you know, very poor uh, with the marking of the crosses. So, um, it, you just look at Felipe uh, at the, in the 1920 season, uh, and you look at this version, and you just start wondering, wh- where, did the, where did it all go wrong for him? Like, he was one of the best defenders in La Liga back then. Um, so, yeah, do you think, it's time up for Felipe uh, at Atletico. Uh, his contract ex- expires in the uh, expires this summer. Uh, there were rumors about uh, Atletico planning a uh, a contract renewal uh, in last summer. Um, I I, th- I think it's unlikely uh, yeah. to happen uh, myself. But what do you think? Well. I like I tweeted when the rumor about Atleti giving him a new contract came out. I'm not really a fan of Felipe staying at Atletico. Well, um, it is harsh because I think he's a really nice, nice guy and I like him given he's part of the dressing room, makes friends with the other three players who speak Portuguese in the team. But 
looking at what is best for the team, like best for the team. I don't think Felipe staying on is really best very good for the team. There are so many reasons, and the first one is due to the fact that Aliti are moving towards a more position-based system. That means Aliti need players who are comfortable in position. And if you look at Felipe's performances this season on the ball, I think he has been harsh. When I say harsh, he doesn't take the time to calm down his decision. I think there have been moments in which he has cleared the ball, which is totally okay. But when you look at it from another perspective, he's able to take that ball and maybe not just thump it up the pitch, but give a certain type of pass, not even something complicated, Atletico can, it's like ball retention, but he gives the ball back to the opponent, that is the first one. Then the second is, is he has declined, well, he tweeted, he's, I'm sorry, he posted an Instagram pictures apologizing and says he's going to work hard. Well, him working hard is also good for the team at the moment, but going forward, I don't see him improving Alexis' defense. There's also the pro- profile of HYs, he's 30 plus, and also we have no Perez, who, in my opinion, had a very good preseason. I'm not watching my Udinese, but it's like the future of the team. So, to be honest, there are so many factors which are pointing towards the fact that it will be a bad deal for Aliti giving Felipe a new contract. And also, I'm not for it. For it. It's not out of me not liking him or maybe his performances because he was very good in the 1920 season, like you said, and that was not because he was on the ball, but his concentration, his alertness, often for teammates, clearances, and so many things. But the strengths now have turned into weaknesses for him, and I don't understand. So I, going forward, I'm not a fan of him signing in music. Uh, yeah, and uh, another thing uh, which makes me more in favor of uh, not offering him a new contract is uh, the fact that he occupies a, a non-EU spot uh, in the team. Uh, Atletico only have three uh, available spots, and they're all occupied by uh, uh, Renan Lodi, Felipe, and and uh, Cunha. Uh, so yeah, uh, you know him leaving would open a uh, open up the chance to sign someone else, uh, whether it's uh, an Argentinian, a a Brazilian uh, defender, attacker, whoever it is, uh, it, it'd be useful. Uh, to have so, um, yeah, I, I I I would say it is very much time over uh, for for Felipe. Um, um, would you like to add anything to this? Yeah, I think I would like to add the fact that well, to be honest, if you look at how boys in Europe at the moment, we are in an era where there are so many good ball playing centre backs or so many centre backs who are adept or match the current trend of ball going up around Europe. So who are very solid defensively and also good on the ball. So in my opinion, and the good and the good thing about it is that most of them are still developing. I know we are a little bit catching one of those gems. You talk about new hand, and for example, they are, the good thing is also there are many so many of them who not occupy a non-EU spot. So there, like I said before, there are so many reasons why a should not give Felipe a contract. And we are living in an era of so many good centre backs, and that is just one of it. Um, so yeah, we we will discuss uh, this later uh, in the uh, in the episode. So uh, let's uh, move on now to the Valencia game. Um, it it was a massive improvement over uh, the Liverpool game. I mean, it's it's not hard to be a, an improvement over that. Uh, but uh, up until 
the 90th minute, I was enjoying the match a lot. Uh, it was a slow first half, uh, even though Suarez uh, managed to score a... a uh, I think it, it was a very a very good uh, finish from, from Suarez. Uh, then, uh, in the second half, uh, Savage scored an own goal, which uh, you can not blame him at all for that one. He, he, he could move nothing uh, out of position. And uh, Griezmann scored a wonder goal, Versalico getting his first La Liga goal. Up until the 90th minute, it was a very positive performance. And then the the extra time, uh, the stoppage time disaster happened, a complete meltdown. Uh, give us your thoughts about the game. When it went to the Valencia game, like you said, the first half was a very slow first half. But talking about the game in general, I think the overall positive from the game is that Aliti are no longer struggling to create chances. When I mean chances, I don't mean half chances, but very quality chances. Like I just glanced through the stats before we came, before we started recording, and, I, and you see that Aliti has created 18 big chances in their last five league matches. Well, that says a lot because you can remember there were times in which Aliti game is going on, and you see so many Aliti fans tweeting. Uh, can please can Aliti score a goal at the moment? But so far, Aliti are creating chances, which is very good. And in the game against Valencia, there were several good chances when Aliti were three-one up. The issue now is defensively. Talk about the own goal. Well, that is not really to blame on Savage, but the ease at which Guedes had to get a penalty entry. That means an entry into the penalty box is what should be the question mark surrounding that goal. And that seems to be the case with Aliti. And if you notice, it's from the left hand side. Sorry, is from the is Aliti from Aliti's left hand side. That's where Hermoso and Carrasco. So it brings the question of is is finding a balance meaning. Aliti has to sacrifice playing Carrasco as a left-wing back because, to be honest, he has been targeted by so many teams against Betis. He was targeted in the first five minutes in which Rodri constantly made runs in, made runs in behind him and passes were played in between the lines. That's in between him and him also to pick out Rodri. So, and that was down to his condition or maybe reacting to situations late. And same against Salah, like I spoke before, and same in the Valencia game. So, there is no doubt about what he offers offensively as it's very vital to the team. The issue now comes defensively. Last season, the title, which was the title winning season, Hermoso could use his athleticism to cover for him. But this season, Aliti are really struggling defensively and that is also affecting Hermoso. That brings also another question. Is Aliti, does Aliti have a mentality issue? Because I think the communication in the backline, there have been instances where you have seen miscommunication, maybe a black shouting to allow your ball and a defender clears the ball. So, to be honest, that Valencia game was a highlight of Aliti's best and Aliti's worst. Because in the last minute of the game, like he talked from the ninth, like he talked about from the ninety minute, and what I don't understand what Colombia did there because I could you could see Cholo saying tranquilo, tranquilo, I think that they should calm down, which was the same thing he said when we were two new behind against Liverpool. When we were 1-0 in 2014 at the Stamford Bridge and the players could calm down and they played the game. So that Valencia game really exposed a lot. But well, they were positive, like I said. Aliti not struggling to create chances. There was Griezmann's Golazo and so many other things. And it was good to see that Suarez is, has, still has the movement to maybe get away from his, his marker. So that Valencia game, well, it is sweet and sour. Like I said, well, I watched... The game like three times. I've watched. I watched the game three times, and two of the times I ended at the ninety minute, and just once, which I crossed the ninety minute, which left a bitter taste in my mouth. Um, 
I'm surprised you were able uh, to to watch that match again. Uh, I I I was doing my best to forget it ever happened. So, uh, yeah, uh, like like I said, uh, you know, up, up until the last minute, it was uh, a very good performance. Then, uh, you know, the uh, the defense just switched off. Uh, can dog be a um, I just don't understand what he's trying to do. Like uh, he had uh, so many options uh, uh, to he he could do anything. He picked the worst option to just uh, keep the ball with him. He lost it. It's it's not important whether uh, it should have been a foul or not. It, I think it, it it shouldn't have come to this in the first place. Uh, so him losing possession. Uh, with in with the uh, with the team in the worst shape possible, this opened up a a chance for uh, Valencia on the counter. Uh, Jimenez uh, was found in no man's land, and uh, 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 Hugadoro uh, scored. Uh, you know the second goal for Valencia, and then uh, the free kick at, at the la very last kick of the game. Uh, Hector Herrera uh, losing his marker way too easily and uh, Oblak could do nothing about that. Uh, I, I heard some people uh, complaining about uh, Oblak's uh, performances this season and while uh, like I, I wouldn't say he's, he's blameless at all, uh, his performance definitely dipped uh, especially compared to the uh, to last season um, but in, in, in the Valencia game specifically, uh, none of the goals were on him, uh, in my opinion. Uh, he could do nothing about the header. Uh, he could do nothing about the Savage on goal. And, of course, uh, a very good shot from Hugoduro uh, for the second goal. So, yeah, I, I, in this match, uh, you know, uh, it's, not on it's not on Oblak at all. Um, so, um, yeah, um, I think Oblak's downfall definitely uh, you know, makes the defensive issues a lot worse. Uh, but how much do you think uh, uh, it affects it? Like, uh, do you think Oblak is just uh, having a tough time be because the defense is giving him so many troubles, or uh, is it just a problem with him personally? Well, going to Oblak, I think I was discussing. With the Arab keeper, is on Twitter, which is a goalkeeper expert, and he was talking about the fact that if you check at his, if you check Oblak's stats, he's not very good at high claims. Not that he's not very good, but the stats don't reflect to him doing so many high claims, and also acting as a super keeper. And looking at how Aleti Aleti is approaching games, he will need to be more of an active keeper. That means high claims. Coming off his line to help the back line because Alicia played a high line in certain games. So I think Oblak has been a superhuman for so long. And to be honest, now he's at a plateau in which the team is involving. And it's also the question now can he involve with the team or is he going to remain the guy with what? Because I talk about the fact that Duality have a mentality issue. Because to be honest, when Oblak is a superhuman, he that you see him making saves in which he's not supposed to make and to be honest that inspires the defenders but the miscommunication the sloppiness it has just been so bad but to be honest if you look at Aleti from previous season I think the defense Aleti have been declining in defending to be honest they have not really been good 
they are native which we once know from 2014, 2016 to 2016 season, they were very good at defending their penalty area, not even allowing the goalkeeper so much work. But now they are not able to do that because each season you have lapses in concentration, you have sloppiness, and to be honest with the, with the departure of the likes of Godin, Juan Fran, Felipe Luis, I think the, 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 the decline started going, that means it, turned, it started going so deep, and with Aleti changing its approach in the last two seasons, I think that has really exposed that weakness, which I think Aleti maybe having the best defense in La Liga was covering, or Black taking Zamora Trophy was covering. So as for the Black issue, I think it's down to him involving with the team. And as for the defensive issues, it's also, in my opinion, down to Tolo finding the balance and the players need to be more alert. Because I Tolo's press conference after the, the Liverpool game was about alertness, he talked about the players being more alert and if they are alert, it improves so many things. Like you will not have Herrera losing his marker easily, you will not have Felipe also losing his marker, you will not have sloppiness, you will not have emotion not being able to play a five-meter pass. So I think there are so many issues and all down in maybe boiling to mentality. It's a little feeling the pressure of being champions or they are feeling the pressure that each game they are approaching, these guys are going to approach us like champions. So I think it, may, it might be a mentality issue, but no one ever knows. But to be honest, those defensive errors have to stop because we, I talk, we talked about Aleti used to beg, Aleti fans used to beg, can Aleti score goals? But now the fans are begging, can we keep a clean sheet? That is really bizarre, asking Aleti keep a clean sheet. And if you check the stats, Aleti Universe, which is a, an, an account on Twitter, which is about Aleti, it posted stats. And this Aleti has considered 30 goals after 12 games. That's basically the first time in the Cholo era. So I think something has to change somewhere. I know we are involving, we are more dynamic in attack, but we cannot just the dynamic in attack and not forgetting how good we were. If you look at Guadula, one of the things that made him successful, I'm not comparing with Simeon, but it's because despite the fact that his team scores a lot of goals, they are so, so good defensively. If you look at his past five seasons, you see them being good defensively and offensively. But later this season has been some of the inverse. Where we used to be good, so good defensively and average or fairly good offensively. But this season we have been good going forward, but we have been so bad defensively, which is something so strange to, and to put when you are talking about the Cholo Simeone's team. Um, so, yeah, uh, like you mentioned, the downfall has been uh, happening for quite a few seasons. Uh, and last season, in the first half of the season, it was very much covered for. Uh, but Atleti were uh, overperforming a lot in the first half of the season. And it was uh, exposed very harshly in, in the second half of the season, uh, even though Atletico were able uh, to uh, you know, end up as the La Liga champions. Um, so now it's, it's uh, back and worse than ever. Um, and you say uh, a lot of the mistakes are, uh, you know, individual mistakes and uh you know it, there there is a bit of a problem with the mentality of the players so uh, do you think atletico adding a, a defender in january uh, would solve this problem well adding a defender in january might solve the problem but i don't think it does that i say might because we are looking at it from the point of view where adding a defender in january improves the competitiveness within the defenders and maybe improves each of the defenders personally but i don't really think that's all 
well, most of the most of the defensive errors have come from individual mistakes. Though structurally they have been, no, we have not been really good because the midfield has been overrun at times. So I don't really think it's down to individually. I think if the mentality within the team can, if I'm Thompson Cholo is good at, if Cholo can toughen up the mentality within the team that's from the defenders and maybe around the team. I think that will improve overall because to be honest, scoring goals, winning two game back, making a last man tackle like Onobia did against Celta and Porto, or making a very good save can also win you win you game. So I think it's down to Cholo putting them down, talking to them, and also to be honest, Jimenez has been really good this this season, but trying to improve the competition because to be honest, if you look at the defensive line, we play with three defenders and we have those four. That means there's not a lot of competition. So I I get where. Bringing a defender in, but don't forget we have Noel Perez on loan, and that might not be good for him. So I'm not really for the idea of bringing a defender in. Despite are struggling defensively, maybe I I may be leaning to the fact that to be honest, this January we may maybe not sign anybody will make signings for the summer because to be honest, I think players like Hector Herrera and Felipe whose contracts are running out will be leaving the team. So I don't really see the need to be in a rush to sign a defender this January. Um, I I disagree to be honest. I I think Atletico need to go on the market this January and uh, add a a centre back now. Uh, in in the summer, uh, considering Felipe is leaving uh, probably, uh, I think Atleti need uh, two defenders uh, since uh, their Atleti are playing with three defenders at the moment and uh, they only have four. Uh, defenders, one of which is always injured, <laughs> uh, Jimenez. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I think uh, having five defenders in the squad is is crucial for a team that that plays with the three defenders uh, in the starting lineup. Uh, so, yeah, personally, I, I would go on the market in January, uh, get... Uh, Okay, now we're now we're getting into uh, you know transfers uh, territory, but uh, let's say uh, there are quite a few defenders which uh, will be out of contract in in the summer. Uh, a lot of them are uh, top defenders. Uh, I I would go for uh, Gunter, uh, which is the defender of uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Uh, he'll be a free agent in this summer, and uh, uh, I think uh, they they would uh, let him go for for cheap this this January. Uh, and uh, you know, one one of the best things about him is that he can play as a centre back and as a right back. So he'd he'd be a very good addition. Well, I am, I will not object if Aliti go for a centre back this January, like you said. Gunda will be a very good addition to the team. But to be honest, I don't really think that is necessary very well. The defense has been struggling and maybe a fresh face can assure things and talk about Jimenez not being available well. To be honest, I think if Aleti can play as a unit, I'm thinking of defending as a unit and maybe attacking as a unit. Because to be honest, at the moment, maybe I, I will say Aleti are in what I would call an identity crisis. To be very honest, that means you watch their games and you see inconsistencies in how they play. They are, I would say, like a blend of the 2014 Aliti or a blend of maybe, say, Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. That means we play and we rely a lot on the game state. So 
if you are able now to control the game with or without the ball, and I'm going for with the ball because I believe we have the players that can do that, then I believe a centre-back is not really needed. But I get why a centre-back is good. Is need, or never say needed, but I get why I need to go for a centre-back. But I'm not really for it. I don't think it's something that is really necessary. Though maybe bringing a centre-back will maybe improve, improve the team, like I said before, also increase our chances of winning the league. Um, so yeah, um, we, we can discuss this when it's time for the transfer window. Uh, so uh, for, for the time being, I think uh, it's, it's something that you know, Simeone will try uh, to find solutions for in, in the international break. Um, so adding to the issues that Larry have uh, in the squad, uh, Trippier uh, is out injured and apparently he'll be out for uh, six or eight weeks uh, depending on uh, his recovery time, which means he will probably won't, he probably won't be back until uh, the transfer window is open again. Um, so, uh, in the meantime, uh, who, who do you think should uh, play in his place? Is it Versalico or should Durante play as a right, uh, right wing back again? Well, I think Versalico should be the one. There are so many reasons. Pupia's performance this season has been inconsistent for several factors. I want, in my opinion, one of them is him not having somebody to compete with. And another one can also be the fact that Griezmann is adapting to the team and will get Griezmann covering his zone of maybe running and waiting for a pass in running and entering into the wing wide positions in attack and receiving a ball. But I think lack of competition has been one of the reasons why, in my opinion, Trippier hasn't really been at his best because his crosses have been really bad. And you have a guy who is hungry to prove himself, hungry to give his all for the team, a guy who's setting the in a press conference at the end of last season that he wants to play more and if he remains at reality, he will give his all, but he wants to play more. And that guy is Vashaliko. That means we have a guy who is like telling Cholo against Getafe, I entered and I provided an assist. Against Valencia, I entered and I was able to score a goal because I made a diagonal run into the box and scored the goal. So he's telling Cholo, I am not only solid defensively, but I can offer something offensively. I'm not comparing them because for I personally think Tipia is better than Vachaliko. But we have a guy who is determined to prove himself. Why not give him a chance? Because to be honest, I would like many people are saying it's like wasting Lorente playing play him and right back. Though I understand why he's being played there is because he can make those run into the half channels while someone else make a run into the into wide position. But I'm in favor of Vachaliko starting a right back. Give him a chance. We haven't really seen much of him. So now that GPS injury is an opportunity for him to, to have a chance. And to be honest, if he has that chance and does well, does well that puts a lot of pressure on GPS, which there have been rumors about him wanting to go to England. I don't know if that's true. But it puts a lot of pressure on him, like, well, I've been out, and this guy who, who I have been benching is now in the pitch, and it's like my starting position is in danger. And GPS also elevates himself. So internal competition is what has bring the best out of Alexis' attack and maybe the midfield. But that competition not there for the rival position is something I would love to see. So I'm for Vashali. Um, I mean, though, though I, I think it's unlikely uh, for for Versalico uh, to be starting. Uh, I think Simeone will prefer 
uh, going with Llorente, uh, how, uh, especially uh, that uh, the, the midfield seems uh, going pretty well with when Rodrigo de Paul, Koke and uh, Thomas Lemar are all playing and fit. So Llorente uh, will, will need to find a, a different place and that's where Simeone has been playing him uh, recently. Uh, so uh, both Llorente and Lemar hopefully will be back after the international break. So that's uh, massive news for Atletico and you know hopefully it's the big boost that they so eagerly need uh, right now. Um, as for uh, like I think it is it would be possible to see Versalico again if uh, if one one of the three defenders uh, sorry uh, if one of the three starting midfielders gets injured uh, but you know hopefully they they're all fit to play uh, we haven't enjoyed them uh, so much uh, since Thomas Lamar uh, keeps getting injured so um, yeah hopefully uh, you know we we can see them all fit and playing again. Um, so moving on, uh, we will answer some of the questions that were uh, sent to us, uh, starting with the uh, question from Ahmad, uh, saying, uh, is Atleti's issues this season more on Simeone or the squad, or is it both? Um, I, I'm, I'm going to start with this one, and uh, I'll say uh, during the first uh, matches of, of the season, uh, I think it was more on, on Cholo, uh, but uh, he was more finding the right system for the players and, uh, you know, experimenting a lot uh, with the formations, trying to find what's the uh, best way to play with, with the current players. So uh, at, at the start, I would say uh, it was more on Cholo, but uh, this changed recently, and I think his tactics have been quite uh, quite brilliant and li like I said in the Val Valencia game for instance uh, I think uh, he he you know uh, tackled the game perfectly uh, his tactics were on point and had Valencia uh, struggling for most of the match uh, but uh, you know it was the individual mistakes in the end that killed Atleti uh, I, I would say the same about uh, you know most of the matches that uh, Atleti struggled with recently so um yeah that that's my take i, I think at, at the start it was you know uh i think simeone took uh, most of the blame uh, even though you know there were some uh, defensive issues back then uh, but uh, in the recent matches i think it's all on the players uh, what do you think well i agree with everything you have said is i would say both like you said at the start it was cholo but now he's the players and talking about cholo like you talk about him getting his status spot on and to be honest, I think Aleti's best system to use now is using the two interior attackers, that is Felix, Okoria, and Griezmann behind Suarez. So far, that's what I've been doing wonders for Aleti. So I think you have covered everything and I don't have much to say. So I just go with everything you have, I just go with everything you have said. I, I, we, we, we even could see it after the game. Uh, uh, Simeone was, you know, Speechless after after the match and uh, sat on on the uh, in the standings uh, at the uh, Mestaya, uh, just you know. Thank, I mean, looking at his face, I feel like he's saying, you know, what what more can I do? Like, uh, it, it was, 
uh, quite a sad sight to see. And, you know, hopefully the squad steps up and, you know, live up to the expectations uh, that uh, Simeone expects from them uh, and the fans, of course. Uh, the uh, Another question we got from Sam Leverage, uh, and this one says, uh, is Hector Herrera good enough for Atletico Madrid at the moment? Uh, what do you think, Imano? Well, I think no. To be honest, he possesses certain qualities that Aliti need in certain games. But the issue is having him on the pitch is things he lacks or maybe his deficiencies cause a lot of harm to the team. We saw against Valencia. We have seen in previous matches against Getafe, counter-attacks. So I think Aliti getting, I don't want to say getting because that's harsh, but Aliti letting go of him being even in January for someone with the same qualities like him being good on the ball, creating chances and the rest. But now, doesn't have his deficiencies that's big. Because in my opinion, he's just occupying his spot in the first team week. You have someone like, is it Serrano? It's not Serrano. You have someone, I think, Serrano, I think, in the, in the B team, which I've been watching in the UEFA League games, and he has been very good. So, in my opinion, he's occupying a spot in which maybe that player from the academy could be having a chance in the first team like he had against Liverpool. So, in my opinion, at the moment, he cost, his presence at Aliti is not really the best. Well, financially, he may be helping Aliti in Aliti's market in Mexico, but to contribute to the team's performing great, well, I don't really see. It is sad seeing this, given that he's a professional and he's a job, and well, we are here to talk, talk about our opinions. But in my opinion is I don't really think it's good for Aliti to have him in as much as this might sound rude. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree, actually. Um, I think Carrera, uh, while uh, a good uh, option for the bench, since, uh, you know, his attacking qualities are uh, special and uh, they can, you know, help the team uh, against deep blocks with his, uh, you know, he, his long balls are, are quite good. Uh, but um, his, you know, his biggest problem is uh, he, under pressure, he's just not that player at all. Uh, he struggles so much, and uh, we could see it against Valencia. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I am in, he, his contract expires uh, this summer as well, so, uh, like, I, I, w- I wouldn't be against uh, him leaving this summer and, you know, Atleti not offering him a, a new contract. Um, and uh, in his place, I, I would like another defensive midfielder. Uh, Atleti don't really have any besides Kondogbia, and uh, uh, there are quite a few matches where uh, Atletico looked like they really need a defensive midfielder. Um, so, yeah, I think having an extra one would be very, uh, very important for the team, and uh, yeah, uh, I would say, you know, let Herrera go and, you know, get a defensive midfielder in, in his place. Yeah, um, so this this is where not going for Bruno Guimaraes is biting Aleti. Same how Aleti maybe giving up on Lutaro is biting him. So if Bruno Guimaraes was here now, I don't think this is this could have been an issue, but well. Well, you, you don't have to mention them every time, you know. We, we've been hurt enough, okay? Um, yeah, mo- moving on to the... <laughs> Moving on to the next question. Um, uh, Ashraf uh, has sent a... He's talking about uh, getting a new centre-back. Um, and um, he's asking about the possibility of uh, signing them this January. 
uh, and uh, his uh, his list is uh, Milankovic uh, from uh, Fiorentina, uh, Devray from Inter Milan, and Lacroix uh, from Wolfsburg. Um, and of course, he, he wanted to add uh, very uh, very Simo uh, from Benfica, but uh, he's he's out injured now uh, until the uh, the end of the season. So. Uh, yeah, he's, he's not an option anymore. But uh, he he was linked with Atleti, uh, but I, I, I'm i going to say it now. Uh, it was never going to happen in January anyway. Uh, he's a non-EU player, uh, and Atleti have all three spots occupied. So, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it wasn't never going to happen in January in the first place. Uh, now, um, all, all three of those uh, will be, you know, and will be expect, uh, expensive uh, options. Uh, maybe Devray would be uh, the uh, the least expensive out of them since his contract expires uh, in 2023. Uh, but uh, the rumors linking Atleti with uh, Stefan Devray uh, were uh, talking about the possibility of signing him uh, next summer and not in January. Uh, so personally, I, I don't see uh, Atleti getting any of the uh, of those three defenders. Then again, it is still early for uh, discussing those, and there haven't really been any conclusive uh, rumors about uh, Atleti uh, Atleti's targets for defenders. Um, so yeah, I think that that's all, that's all I have to say about this. Uh, would you like to add anything? Well, nothing much, but I think we talk about the right being the least cheap, not only because of his contract, but also because of. In this financial financial situation, so Aditi having a lot, like you said, the chances are slim of having any of the guys. That's Minikovic. That's I'm um, sorry. That's I'm um, Savic, Devray or Lacroix. So it is tough, and like you said, it's too early to talk about this, and we don't know how the transfer window goes. So, but Aditi is it's club at the moment which can attract all of these players. But well, one never knows. Let's see how it plays out in general. Yeah, uh, it's also you know uh, teams don't uh, prefer uh, letting players go in January uh, since you know they they build their plans around those players staying until the end of the uh, end of the season. So uh, that makes it tougher to get uh, any uh, players in the winter uh, transfer market. But uh, we, we'll see, I guess. Uh, and last questions is is from <laughs> into the cadre and saying, uh, what's the worst pizza topping? Uh, I'll let you decide that. Well, <laughs> I don't eat pizza, but Gogo searching you talk about is it pepperoni, but I think one of the, the I think the you don't most eat pizza. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, 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 that's that's a surprise at the end. <laughs> My system is complicated. Well, but I think the worst pizza topping would be making the the whole pizza like maybe scoring three goals and well you are expecting now to put the pepperoni, is it pepperoni on it and what happens instead of it going to four or maybe staying at three goals? What happens is it becomes three three and at the end you don't have a point. Yeah, I, I don't want that on my pizza. Um, uh, as for me, I'm not really a risk taker uh, with with pizza. Uh, I just uh, go for uh, my the usual one. I I go for uh, the usual toppings and you know never try anything new. So um, I don't know, uh, but uh, I will say this. Um, I don't think pineapples belong on pizza. So yeah, fight, fight me. Um, so 
those are all the questions we have received. Um, thank you uh, to everyone that sent them. And that's all we have uh, for today's episode. Uh, thank you so much, Emmanuel, for joining me. Always a pleasure. And thank you for sticking with us. Remember, nunca dejes de creer. And see you in the next episode.